Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to wherever you are in the world listening to the Baram You podcast. I'm your host, Baram You, as always, and today we have a third guest episode in a row. Would you believe that? You know, I've been looking for guests to come on my show for months, and three come along at once, and I've got a list. I've got a list, I've had a list for about a couple of months now, and people are, yeah, I'll come on, and I think they're a bit scared. I'm, I'm not saying that to kind of, you know, I'm not slagging anyone off. I know this stuff, you know, conspiracy theories and the way I talk can be, you know, demonized in the media and you maybe won't, don't want to be associated with me. But for those people that are willing to have a chat, you'll see by the last couple uh, episodes in, in tonight's show, I'm not that bad. You know, people can have conversations despite what the media make you think. You know, I think what Brent Lee in the previous uh, episode really wanted to get across was that you know, when we're having these types of conversations online, on Twitter, on Facebook, and it's chat, you know, text, the, you know, it ends up going to shit and people end up, you know, using swear words and whatever. And it just, it's not productive. So, you know, when you get face to face, that's why I'm a big promoter of Podbean because you can call in, you know, people, these hosts are, are very friendly and always listening to hear your views. Um, so, so yeah, so get on there. So tonight we have a great episode with someone that I've listened to on and off for the past year. Um, they are consistently on Podbean, roughly three o'clock UK time. It is Natalie Pena from the Spirit and Coffee podcast. She is a spiritual alchemist. Now, I started listening to Natalie, like I say, a year ago, and then I don't know if she took a break or something, but at the time that she's on, there is a lot of other shows. And then just in the last month or so, she started again where I've noticed her. So I've been listening in and I'm listening away one day and I could hear it in her, you know, what she's talking about that she'd taken that red pill for sure. She was talking about natural medicine and common law. And I'm like, so I, I typed into the comments, have you taken that red pill? And, you know, she laughed and she's like, yeah. So I, so I asked her on my show and, Within a week, you know, we're, we're doing a, a Zoom call, which was, you know, the other night. And it was just such a great conversation. You know, it's a shame that we use Zoom because in the Brentley conversation and in the one with Natalie, Zoom kind of isolates the person that's talking and you can only see their face on the screen because there are so many times throughout the Brentley conversation and Natalie where she was saying something or Brentley was saying something and... I was just like, yeah, yeah, you know, my face was lighting up and they were all hitting hitting those points and I'm like, it was so refreshing to hear someone that had been down a different journey, although Natalie has took that red pill, done the conspiracy theory stuff, but she's kind of focused on the spiritual alchemy, the study of, you know, like looking after number one, looking after yourself, your mental health and things, but still came came to the same conclusions it was just like ticking all those boxes. So I really hope you enjoy this one. Please follow uh, Natalie's Instagram page. I'll post everything on the video. She has an Instagram page called Spirit and Coffee. Um, her podcast is on Podbean and pretty much everywhere else. You know, she shares that on our website, spiritandcoffee.com. It's all there. You know, some of the people that she's helped have posted up their stories and their thank yous and their reviews and uh, really good. So. I said to Natalie, maybe we'll do this again sometime where we can pick a conspiracy theory and she can kind of give her views on it because a lot of this stuff 
I'm starting to realise a lot of it could be uh, deflection and distraction. Um, and then a lot of it is is the truth, but it's maybe been manipulated and things have been demonised and what's upside, where what's up is really down. You know, I'm sure I've said that before in my show. So guys, without further ado, here is a conversation. Baramu meets Spirit and Coffee. Welcome to the Baram U podcast, guys. We've got another interviewee here. Um, it's like I've been asking for months and they all come along at once. So I've been listening to uh, Spirit and Coffee, Natalie, on Podbean. Again, I can't speak highly enough of Podbean. If you're not on it, get on it and get involved because it's a great community to be involved with. So I've been listening to Natalie and her spiritual alchemy and you know she's talking to people I've, I've, I've listened to her talk to people when they've called in and help them through their problems and things alchemy is not something that i'm too familiar on although i have heard it in my journey you know when i've looked into conspiracies some of the guys that i've you know followed for years like sam triple and the tinfoil hat podcast he's kind of going off in that direction which i believe is like spirituality he has he's he started a second podcast called zero which is all about getting your energy to like you no know, zero is probably not the right number but it's it's all about spirituality and being at one and knowing your true self and i think that is something that on your journey into conspiracy you are kind of pushed towards not like pushed as in force it's like it's just a natural feeling that you get that you realize we are here we are uh, you know religion even comes into it you realize that are we created are we not those kind of questions start entering your head and it's only a natural progression that i'm kind of getting to that point now where i'm struggling and i'm taking time out of the conspiracy stuff because it's heavy and i'm starting to maybe think you know should i be focusing focusing on my health and 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 my mental health more importantly because of the stuff i'm into and that's where natalie's show the last couple of weeks i've been uh, tuning in and listening and Something about listening to Natalie talk, I just felt like she had done the deep dive into conspiracy, some things that she was saying. So um, hopefully we'll get to that tonight because this conversation is the first, you know, I haven't called into Natalie's show before because she's on when I'm at work. So yeah. this, is, this is exciting conversation for me and I hope you all enjoy it. So Natalie, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on your show. I feel honoured. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's been a while and uh, like I said, I've, I've listened to your show and, and uh, I really want to get into this stuff. Um, alchemy, I did a little bit of research. I looked up the meaning of alch alchemy and I had my preconceived notions of what it was like. And, and when you've talked in your shows, I've maybe listened to about 10, 15 episodes and maybe it's just me. And listen, I've said to you pre-show, 
just talk to me like I'm a complete dummy with this stuff. And I think the listeners are like that because, you know, when you get into things like this, it's not taught in schools and things. A lot of people are searching for, you know, they're on their journey. They want to be spoken to in dummy terms and things so they can learn it. And then if it's something that appeals to them, they'll go off in their own journey. And that's basically what, you know, the conversation tonight, I want, you know, how it had to go. So, um, yeah, tell the, the listeners, first of all, where they can find you. Um, I've said about Podbean, but on you go. So spiritedcoffee.com. So my that is my website, spiritedcoffee.com. You can find my podcast there. You can link on. You could follow me through Podbean, but I'm all over the place. Obviously, um, uh, different um, casted on different sites and stuff like that. So Apple, all those, Pandora, Amazon, all that so my podcast is everywhere so but that is the link to get to to everything yeah yes okay um yeah so so how long like how long have you been on your journey when did it start for you uh that led did it was it spiritual alchemy from a starting point or did you like progress to the to the point you're at now from you know yeah, uh, well, well, that would take a whole five years, probably a whole, but um, I've been on my journey since I was like two, three years old. So, um, you know, it was a progression up to this point. So yes, uh, it's it's kind of funny because I know that you're, you're, you talk about conspiracy theories and stuff. And I know you had asked me about that. And I know that's what typically your podcast is about. I'm guessing that's what it's about. Um, what I've heard from, from the couple that I've listened to. And um, it, it literally, uh, I was talking to my sister just before coming on your show. And I was telling her, you know, conspiracy theory, as they call it, which I don't know if it's conspiracy theory. I don't even like using that term, but um, when we start to question the reality that we exist in, when we start to look at it and start to question, well, why this? Well, why that? You know, it does lead you down the path of what I would call conspiracy theory. And you start to question those bigger things in life. And you start to look at like, well, are aliens real? Is it true? Do we see UFOs? You know, we're looking in the sky. Then we start to say, well, what are they hiding from us? And we start this long journey to what is truth. Um, and so I was looking at conspiracy theory when I was probably 12, 11, 12 years old. And I started talking to my sister about this just earlier because I was like, you know, it is a journey of, of alchemy. It is part of the journey because you're questioning. And if we looked in history, if you looked at these Plato, if you looked at Aristotle, if you looked at Da Vinci, if you looked at anybody that you follow to this point that you feel has done something so magnificent, we can even talk about Tesla, we could talk about all of these people, Carl Jung, Freud, um, Mother Teresa, I don't care, just name all of these people, right? We need to have more women in there, by the way. I, I need to start more women. But when we look at all these people that we call great, they were alchemists. You're going to find that as you take the journey from conspiracy theory, this is where you're at. You're starting to see that, okay, there's something even deeper. There's, there's this hidden wisdom that's even deeper. That's why they call it esoteric wisdom, because the, the people who have constructed these uh, conspiracy theories, the people who have created these conspiracy theories use the process of alchemy to construct them. They've used that system to construct a reality that we see today. So literally when I'm talking on spiritual alchemy, I'm talking about all of it. 
and conspiracy theory, yes, it could be a part of it. It's it's so for your listeners, because I know that's who we're talking to are people who follow conspiracy theories, is that what they're really seeking is not a conspiracy, they're seeking truth. That's really a better way to look at it, right? Than calling it a conspiracy theory. They're looking for what is the truth, what is my personal truth. And what I love that you said is that you're realizing that your truth is to focus on your health that that sort of comes before the mental looking and diving into these things because it's part of alchemy is our body, our vessel. That is, a, that's something that's been gifted to us, right? I was talking about that today on my podcast is, you know, our bodies were gifted to us. We have this ability to create our own alchemy, right? People can, so what, what I feel has, has happened, and, and this is kind of what I try to talk about too, is that in in the if we looked at it as two kind of compartments we can say that conspiracy theory or these conspiracies that have these storylines that have surfaced all over the place is under the umbrella of what i call sorcery okay and then there's this whole other piece and these are for the people who are trying to transcend or move away from that and really understand the deep wisdom there's magicians that's where true magic happens. That's where we create new worldviews, new paradigms, new ways of seeing the world, new ways of interacting with the world. Um, and we sort of, we arise from that storyline into a new dialogue, into a new way of seeing the world, rather than from the scope of all these untruths or half-truths or these circular things that they put us through within those conspiracy theories that you're talking about you would talk about right so it's natural that you are now at a point where you're starting to understand that there's just something a little deeper that that there's a another veil that needs to be lifted up so that you can see so absolutely so i would say honestly and i feel like the mindset needs to change instead of calling them conspiracy theorists let's yeah. call us truth seekers truth seekers yeah basically I've I've came across a lot of people that do get offended by the term conspiracy theorist, where I've kind of, and this is just my own feeling on it, after the last two years, and I'm not going to mention the name, but you know, I'm quite happy being called whatever you want to call me, a tinfoil hat wearer, a crazy person, like, because I believe being crazy in today's world is a good thing. Like, if you're, <laughs> if you're the crazy one, you're doing something right. So these terms, and, and again, I'm not, you know, I, I, I've, it was good that you mentioned their philosophy. You mentioned Aristotle and um, a few others <laughs> that escaped me. But um, I spent a couple of years listening to a philosopher named Stefan Molyneux. Uh, he's got a podcast, got thousands of episodes. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was actually yeah. like um, number, the second ever person on YouTube. Like he was the first, second person to have a channel. And he's got thousands of episodes and for two years, like at work, I'm listening to him every day, eight hours a day. He does shows ranging from peaceful parenting to self-help, self-knowledge. And the, the shows that I felt I gained a lot and it, it shaped me to who I am today. And this is going back six years ago till now. I learned a lot about my past, about like uh, growing up. I think everyone, like everyone agrees, like when you're a child, you're a sponge. and What you see your parents, how they behave is basically what shapes you. And I've obviously picked up traits, good and bad, from seeing things in my, in my household. 
And uh, when I was listening to him, he does like call-in shows where literally they'll do a Skype, a Skype chat and it'll be like two, three hour conversation. And some of these conversations were hard. Like, like the, the, the person at the other end would end up breaking down into tears because Stefan Molnu would basically strip them back to their childhood and ask them questions and poke at the, the true deeper, why they are the way they are and, and the, the, the relationships they're having with people today, whether it be your partner with a colleague, you know, anyone, it, it, those traits that you've picked up might not be, you know, they're hereditary, if, if you will. So, so I learned a lot from philosophy and that kind of shaped me uh, with that. And then I got into politics. So the reason I got into the story was when you're on about terms and like people being offended by, like for me, um, you know, the, the media driving like these names and things that shouldn't be used anymore because they offend people. Like I know I'm maybe going off on a bit of a tangent, but I, I don't care because, like I said, being crazy in this, like I'm kind of trying to pull it back now. The term con conspiracy theorist doesn't really bother me. And I'll even go as far to say, like you were saying about it, a lot of these conspiracy theories are sorcery. And the way I can maybe support that is like, I, I agree there are a lot of conspiracies out there that are all about distraction and diversion and keeping you away from the truth. So you can spend maybe... Like I spent eight months looking at flat earth. That was my first ever, that was my red pill moment. Someone told me they believed the earth was flat. I took eight months to, to debunk it. I was so like, no way. And I watched debates and things. And a lot of people, even conspiracy theorists that have been in the game for 10, 15, 20 years, think flat earth is ridiculous. And I, I, I see that, but I'm like, I should maybe have focused more on what we are talking about tonight, your health and things, something that can really value in your life and, and help you and things. So, yeah, um, mm -hmm. I, I, I agree. So um, anything else you want to add to that, that I've just said? Well, I will say this um, without trying to get so deep, because I get deep, it's hard for me to stay certain. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, what I what I say about that is not that it's wrong because I know that I think there was a conversation where like, well, I have to look at those dark places. Yes, absolutely. Um, what I'm saying is that that can really put you in a time loop, and it can take your time. And and one thing I will say, and I do, I am doing some teachings on this, is the most valuable thing that we do have is time. It's something that's it, that is where our our value comes from is the ability to experience time in a body and so replacing our value our time where what are we looking at what are we paying attention to what are we allowing our time to take up what are we you know are we using it wisely and those so those things is is really why i say try to get out of the time loops so that you can redirect your energy into stuff that's going to support you into your what I say divine purpose basically so yeah that's and that's kind of what is not to not honor the shadow because spiritual alchemy is is everything it's the shadow included and shadow work is a huge piece of you of doing that type of a work that type of work so you do need to dive into those darker places to understand um certain things okay so that's that's pretty much what I want to say about that one yeah. <laughs> So, so the way you're talking, like with them, like you're saying the dark stuff and, and the this the sorcery and things, are you alluding to that there are dark forces in the world, uh, like doing things like I, I don't, I, I'm not trying to go in the conspiracy conspiracy route. I just want to understand that, yeah, you, so you believe like there's dark forces, dark energies, 
that we've got to contend with on a daily basis or whatever that that you believe are forced on us by an entity or a you know people is that yeah let me there's a book called the stellar man i i'm always going to give book references um that talk about this from a from a broader perspective because again here's okay let me just i want to point this out to you and to the audience if you saw me as a superhero right my who i am i'm more of a doctor strange right than a captain america Okay, so that so when I talk about these things, I'm talking from a macrocosm perspective and sometimes the microcosm. Now, I want to understand, I want people to understand what that means because I know I speak these terms and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Okay, sorry. So the macrocosm is talking about if you saw Doctor Strange, which is a great movie to watch because there's so much esoteric hidden wisdom and, and all that. And I love watching movies, that's like one of my things is that you'll see that he's there to protect the realms, right? Which are, are sort of bigger than what we see on the planet. And then you have people working on the planet like Captain America, who deals with the day-to-day -day type of operations kind of stuff, which is the human, kind of the human world of what we're dealing with in the human. So again, it's these two different types of ways of looking at it. Now, both are equally important, right? So. Um, so yes, so when we talk about the shadow um, and in the stellar man, there's something called the archons and the eons. And I don't know if you've ever heard of them before or, okay, the archons and the eons. It's kind of, and it, this goes into where we would talk about, you know, conspiracy, our truth seeking, aliens and the galactic and all that stuff that's happening. And, you know, are there aliens that are working to conspire against humanity or helping humanity? Or it goes into those kind of conversations. So, what I will say about sorcery and what I will say about magicians and light beings is that neither one is right, wrong, good, or bad. Both are necessary. And here's another conversation that I feel people um, in the conspiracy world get sort of tangled up in and they can't figure out how to get out of it is that they may see one thing is right or wrong and it's not right or wrong. It's not good or bad. It, it just is. And some people are going to continue to use manipulation as their way of being. And other people are gonna use this information to support individuals into their light, to, to overcome, to transcend, to help them to move forward in consciousness while others are trying to trap consciousness, okay? They're trying to trap people in a time loop, okay, like, like this and they don't know which way to go. So those energies would be called sorcerers. And really the, the main term, um, if I put it in layman's term, sorcery is manipulation. It's understanding this really sacred ancient wisdom, which is spiritual alchemy, and it's using it for the benefit of yourself. And so we do see, when we when from a conspiracy perspective, what we do see are these people that are in power, have you misused this information and that's why we see the distortion of society the way it is today and that's from the bigger perspective right and the, you can call it the archons the eons and you can say these dark forces have always been here they're coming to do that but the reality is and here's where they are afraid this is where they're kind of afraid of the light we have a choice you can choose 
you can choose. See, people don't realize that they have a choice. And that's what they're trying to do now is take away the fact that we have a choice. And it scares the shit out of them to know that we have choice. See, we can choose the light and we can choose the dark. But it's a choice. It's up to you. And they can't take that away from us. We have to consent. So I know that you go into like that stuff. We have to consent. They can't just, if they took it away from us, their magic or their sorcery, I should say, not magic, won't work. We have to consent to it, okay? They tell us what we're, they're doing, and then we have to contract with them and consent. Yeah. They can't take that away from us, do you see? So that that's the biggest issue right now is that people feel they have to consent to it and they don't, they have a choice, see? So those are the bigger ways of looking at what we see happening here at the microcosm or here on the planet is people feeling like they're trapped they feel like they don't have a choice and that they're being forced into but they do and that's so i am here to remind people yeah you do have a choice yeah you can choose what you want to do and it's not up to me or you or anybody in the world to decide what people choose just for instance, if somebody wants, you know, I know this coronavirus is the biggest thing that's going on right now. I stay out of those conversations typically, and you can tell that I scratch the surface. I love how you caught on to that really good. Um, I'm like, you're, I know you're woke because you heard it without me having to say it. And I don't necessarily go into those conversations because I try to get above that to remind people who they are and, and not look at it from your right, wrong, good or bad. How do we find resolve in the right, wrong, good, or bad? How do we say, you know, there are people who, if, well, let's just look at it. At the end of the day, people are afraid of death. And on each side, what they've offered us is death. There's no escaping that, right? They're offering us death on a platter, right? Some people feel like they take the shot, they're going to die. Some people feel like they don't take the shot, they're going to die. At the end of the day, it both leads to death. So people are like, well, which way do I go? What's the better death? <laughs> do, right? do I take this death or do I take that death? What death am I supposed to take? And they freak out about death. But we aren't just a body, right? We're beyond that. We transcend that. And that's what I'm trying to get people to understand. That when we start to really look at who we are, what we are, and how we can engage in the world, then now it changes the entire dialogue in the brain. Now death is not something that we fear, we embrace. Now, if we looked at that from the lens of natural law, which is what alchemy is, and we said, how do we apply this to what's going on here in the human world, right? What's happening and how it's playing out. I think that more people would recognize that the remedy is not in any kind of man-made chemical that has been administered without us seeing what's going into it. I think they would come to that conclusion, but maybe not, right? I don't know. I can't say for sure, but that's where I would go is saying, well, I don't know what's in that chemical. One more thing I will say before I, I wrap this piece up is that people don't realize that spiritual alchemy is the foundation for chemistry and that it is the bastardization. I call it the bastardization of chemistry. They took what was ours which is that spiritual transcendence of the soul into pure light and they applied it to the natural law to manipulate natural law so we see the sorcery we see the dark side of it showing up in chemistry 
they take the, the organic and they use it to make inorganic things and chemicals. See, so they've taken it and I'm not saying that, that the chemistry is not a good thing because it can be used for good, but in the hands of people who are here to manipulate, in the hands of people that are here to stick to their own personal agenda, what kind of chemistry are they doing? Are they really doing what chemistry is supposed to do, right? Where we had, so here, I live in New Mexico. I don't know if you know where I live, but in New Mexico, we have healers here called curanderas. Curanderas are the ones who get the herbs from the mountain and they make their elixirs to heal people. That's using natural law. It's being in harmony with natural law. It's saying, here's the elixir of life for you. I'm sorry, and I'm just going to say I don't trust anybody behind a lab that I don't know what chemicals are going into. I just don't know. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I wasn't there to conjure it up. And this is my vessel. I can decide what goes in it. So that's kind of the way that I see it from the bigger perspective. So, yeah, I do go into conspiracy theory. So don't worry if you want to bring up yeah. any <laughs> we can talk about it all day <laughs> okay so there you go go ahead yeah um so yeah when you were saying when i cottoned on to the things you were saying on your show and i was like she's woke she knows um it was when you were talking about like the remedy and i think you were hinting at, correct me if i'm wrong but i think you were hinting about like natural healthcare, like uh, herbs and things and it's weird because my wife she uh she's from california by the way she come over here to study archaeology and oh. you know that was a dead end because of the way the world is you know with agencies and there was a there was a monopoly there was one archaeology company that rules the whole of the UK and they you know force all other companies out of it because they can underpay and things like so she was basically told it was a a rolling one month contract and it was basically like see you later we'll give you a phone when there's a new job so Luckily, it's, it's actually been a blessing in disguise because she's ended up working in a, a, a shop called Napier's Herbalism. And it's like all about natural health care. You know, our three bosses, one of them of which is like um, she actually is a herbalist and uh, she's like a, a walking, talking encyclopedia on all the herbs. And my wife just loves it. And she's taking our work home with her and she's learning all about like chamomile and and uh, licorice and all the all these herbs and things that. And it's like she's putting it on to me and it's kind of just fallen into place with me on my journey into conspiracies. And she's fully on board with like, you know, what we're seeing now in Big Pharma. And it didn't take her long to see what's been happening in the last two years. And she kind of came to that conclusion on her own with no help. So it's just been great. And when you started talking that way, I was like, she won't be taking the, the you know, the thing. And uh so that was that. And then I think another show you talked about um, the straw man and, uh, you know, the, the, I, the, the natural law or God's law, depends how you want to say it. I know a lot of people, you know, get triggered when you talk about religion and it's a turn off. But, you know, um, and I did an episode on that. And for me, like just what you were saying, they need our consent. And that's something that I felt strongly about for a while, because throughout my journey, I've always realized that they need our consent everything you're either told prior what's going to happen or like just now the news is starting to turn a bit and start to tell you things and it's like 
you, if you hold out, you'll realize that it, there are exemption cards for masks and exemption cards are coming for, um, but it was actually, I, I don't know if you've came across him, Owen Benjamin. Um, he was a celebrity in Hollywood. That he's a comedian. He's been in a couple of Adam Sandler films. Maybe if you look them up, you'll know. But he was kind of demonized uh, in, the, in the, the media, like Twitter, he was banned. Facebook, he was banned because I think at that time, it was roughly about 2016, he stuck up for, I think there was a basketball player that was giving these kids hormone tablets to turn them into a female. And he was one that spoke out about it. And he was thrown off. And anyway, he started his own podcast and he like sits on his piano and he's a comedian. He writes songs and he'll talk about conspiracies. So the reason I'm getting to this is he now lives completely off grid with his wife and his three sons. He he has cows and chickens and things. And he is talking like how you talk and like how I talk. He does do the conspiracy stuff, but he also does the deeper stuff like the, the occultism and, and uh, the sorcery and Kabbalah stuff all that kind of stuff and I love it and he was the one that a couple of years ago told me about the consent they need our consent everything is about like you're contracting with the devil like for instance if you're a religious person you know that sin is in the bible uh, sorry debt is a sin yeah. so you are never forced into debt you openly contract with companies and get yourself into debt you're consenting and that's something that stuck with me from two years ago so every thing that happens now that I'm seeing in the news, not just with what's happening in the last two years, I'm going back or I'll look back at past events and I'll realize that there is that message. It's, they need our consent. I keep saying it. And, and it's just, so like I said, at the start, I'm trying to pull it back again. It's like I'm being on this journey of flat earth, JFK, 9-11, all these conspiracies. And I'm mm -hmm. ending up at the point where I'm realizing that I know now the answers. I know our world is controlled by these. I've heard the word archons and, um, and and these people feeding off our energies. Like I think the big one that's coming to my mind is like 9-11. On the day that that happened, the whole world was in a state of shock, a state of fear. And in those times, it's said, and this could be construed or, or crazy talk, but these archons can feed off our energy. And I think that is a huge... You know, I did that. I did a, an episode on the Illuminati and Adam Weishaupt, who started the Illuminati in like 1750s, his manifesto was actually found by the Bavarian government. And it said that until that point, they had tried to force through agendas, force through things. And it usually ended up in wars, civil wars, the resistance from the people. So Adam Weishaupt came to the conclusion that he would use fear and, you know, get people to give up their rights and freedoms because they were in states of fear and uh yeah so again i'm i'm trying to bring no, it back I, so that you can you can uh but, no, no, but, no. I, I, let me tell you what is your show and and you talk conspiracy and i told you i talk conspiracy <laughs> because i've done it for a long time and i think and again, with the word conspiracy, it's not a trigger that that makes me mad. It's just not correct. So yeah. another big piece, and this is why I'm saying it, because another big piece in the great work is language and people don't understand language. And that's why they get lost as well. So language creates, like our word creates. And, and right now it's creating a bunch of weird shit, right? It's like, 
What is the word? Who, what, who are we contracting with? How is this showing up? So our word is important. And so the reason I switch it to truth seeker is because that is what people are on. They're on the journey to understand truth. What is their truth? What is true? What is real? You know, and that's why these philosophers, you'll find philosophers, any, like, again, anybody who's done anything great in this world was an alchemist. You'll find that in everything. And the archons and the eons, if you read the stellar man, it tells you how it's constructed. It even gives you a model of how it's constructed and how they use all of these different levels of, of fear or whatever you call it in order to control, to keep control. And you're right. It is about consent. Some of the things that I did uh, about 10 years ago, I took a, a class with a friend that was called Creditors and Commerce. And it derived out of something that was like transformational work and creditors and commerce was all about contract law and, but it was private law, right? Private contract law. And it was all about how we construct the paperwork. And I think I, I talked about this the other day that we think the remedies in the paperwork and that isn't the remedy that that's, that's exactly the opposite. They've, they've made us believe that the paper is where our remedy is. And so people are really caught up in this language, understanding these contracts, consenting to things. They don't really understand what they are being coerced. You know, they use language to twist things up and people. So we have to understand what language we're speaking. What, what are we paying attention to? What is it that we're we're, we're looking at? What are we reading? What are we really getting involved in? What's the intent behind it? Where, so in that that thing, and I'm doing a course that's going to be coming out very soon. It's called Setting Goals and Achieving Them. But really, honestly, it's how to set declarations, intentions, and milestones. If we, America, have a declaration, why can't we ourselves have a declaration? I can guarantee you that most people don't live under their own declarations. They don't even know how to declare who they are. They want to live in the storyline of what's been given to them. So this work is really not... Like I tell people, it's it's an it's a very it's easy, but it's hard. It's easy, but it's hard. But once you start the rabbit hole, you'll never. There's no ending to the rabbit hole. There's just no ending to it, right? And when you, every person like you, you're gonna get to a point where you understand that there's this hidden wisdom, this hidden esoteric wisdom that they haven't really fully exposed. If you look at all of the great, so let's go back in history. When we look at the orders, right? These different orders are these different, um, um, like you call the Illuminati, you can call the um, Knights Templar, you can go back into history. They were, what they were hiding was spiritual alchemy. And when spiritual alchemy starts to, more and more people start to understand the true meaning of spiritual alchemy, they start to freak out because they don't want under people understanding this information. They just don't, they, they, they don't. And the reason why they won't ever come after me is because I have like 10 people following me. <laughs> it's not like I'm the most popular person in the planet. Right. So, so for me, I'm not moving enough. I'm not shaking enough individuals. Right. But there are people who do, and they shut them up because they're under contract. Right. I'm not under contract to anybody. I've always been under contract of God or what you want to call the divine. Okay. It's not a religious thing. I use the word God because it's just easy, but the cosmos, the universe, whatever yeah. I work 
with God directly. I don't contract with anything else. I don't need to contract with anything else. I know who I am. And in knowing who I am, I can say, no, I don't choose this. And what's the worst that can happen? Well, we've seen it played out in history. We know what happens to those people who start to, to move the masses. They try to kill them. That's basically what ends up happening to those people. When they get enough attention from the masses, those individuals end up dead or they end up call, being called crazy or whatever it is, right? And so, but you're still going to have that um, Christ consciousness arise within people. And that's where we're at right now. People are waking up. Um, there's something too in alchemy that we call the hundred and uh, it's 144,000 ascended masters. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Okay. Okay. So if you start looking into it, the 144,000 ascended masters, when they start to open up their eyes and recognize and remember who they are, they start to, the people that are quote unquote in control, start to get afraid. They start to, they gnaw at things. They start doing crazy off the wall crap and you start looking at it like you can see the illusion. You can see their trickery right in front of your face. It's like right there. And you're like, what the hell? So that I feel like that's where we're at right now. There's there's something else that you could look into and the people that actually follow conspiracy theories on your podcast. There's something that I was just looking at earlier. It's called dispensationalism. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of this term? Yeah, yeah, I have. You've heard of dispensational? Okay, so dispensationalism um, is sort of kind of the breakdown of like what the end days would look like. And it's drawn out in sort of this like this map and it takes um, what we call, you know, revelations in the Bible, whatever you want to call it. It takes the timeline and it says, here's where we're at in the storyline, okay? And it kind of shows you where you're at. So, you know, kind of, oh, okay, from reference here, I'm at here, I'm, we think we're right here. Um, and the chart, you can look into it and you can read about it. Well, I can tell you, I'm going to give you, and I did talk about this on my podcast, so it could be like conspiracy theory, whatever, but it's to transcend the story or to overcome the story of what we call coronavirus or whatever. When I was doing research on it myself, right, because I do my own research, um, I don't go to popular media. I go to this is my process and I'm going to give you the key process, everybody. Yay. Yeah. I go to the etymology of a word because yes. language creates language creates the vibrational tone. Like where did the word come from? So if we looked at Corona, which I did, and then I looked at virus, right? It ended up equating to the dark crown, the dark crown. Okay. When you put those words together, it's the dark crown. So I said, oh, okay, well, the dark crown, well, what does that really mean? My journey led me to dispensationalism. I had never understood. I didn't even know about this, but that's where it led me as I started to look at mythology. So the next phase that I do after I take apart the word is that I start to look at what are the myth stories told about, you know, the dark crown? What are the archetypal patterns and what storyline is played out by this particular thing? And then it then it drew me into dispensationalism. And then I started to look at it and it shows you that right now we're in the dark crown right now. We're in the shadow. People are doing heavy shadow work right now. We're under the dark crown. That's what it is, basically. And once we are able to move through the darkness and the shadow, then a whole new earth will be created. 
So you see people are rising into the new earth. People are uh, letting go of the old paradigm. They're letting go of the old way of thinking. They're coming back to nature. But there's people who won't. There's people who are going to stay. And that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what I'm, I try to get people to understand. You know, not everybody's going to go. Not everybody's going to go and that's okay. Yeah. That's not up to us, right? Our 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 mission is to save ourselves. <laughs> yeah. That's actually weird. You're you saying that not everybody can go and stuff. That reminds me. Have you ever seen the Madonna 2019 Eurovision Song Contest performance? She does a song and it gets uh, shared about these conspiracy charts. I mean, um, if you watch her performance of her second song, I think she does like a prayer and then it go straight into a second song, which is, well, I don't know the name of it, but if you listen to the words, you look at the, the the costumes that all the dancers are wearing and what's going on behind her on the screen with the Statue of Liberty and things, that is words in her song. Uh, not everybody can come to the future. Uh, some people will stay in the past and it's all symbolism and stuff. And you're hitting all the right uh, marks there when you're talking about that stuff, because that is my favorite thing to do now is look up the etymology of words, look at news uh, reports and things like, um, I'll, I'll give an example for Melissa. I've been dying to, uh, to get onto my, I have a Telegram channel and I've got about 15, 16 of ex-colleagues uh, and friends and family that are in there that like to keep up my work. And I've been able through my journey, it's, it's you know, like the Simpsons, it's like, oh, they predict things. They predict, it's not, they're not predicting it. They know because they are, uh, occultists like they're freemasonic like matt groaning so yes. i've kind of i love to do that because i think i've got a better success of telling some of my friends who are skeptics about something's going to happen on this day or you watch this happening and this will happen and then a few of them will start to wake up and you'll you're always going to get pushed back from some that will say that was easy to predict and it's like well you didn't say it at the time so with the Facebook thing on Sunday night, you know, they've came out and slated, there's a whistleblower and he's came out, uh, she's came out and said, Facebook's all set up to divide and conquer, Instagram's set up to body shame women and get them to feel inadequate and things. So it's just a hit piece on social media. Now, I wasn't aware of this going on. This was Sunday night in America, mainstream TV. And first thing I did was look up her name, Francis, uh, some German name, but there, I, I couldn't get any success with our name. But what I was getting at is, for me, I like to look into these stories and realize what the agenda are, uh, what the agendas are at play. So my prediction, and this is a first, no one's heard this one yet, but what I believe is happening here is they're going to demonize Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. And um, one, because they're causing the the, the problems because people are sharing articles people are waking up as you said and not only that i believe and this is conspiratorial and you disagree uh, all the listeners whatever if you want i believe we're going into like a communist type uh, ism you know our world's going to go in a communist direction what that will look like i don't know because i'm not too familiar and good with the isms like the, the communism capitalism stuff but under communism you have one of everything so i believe it's easier to control our minds and get us all hating on Facebook. You know, that, that whistleblower on Sunday night will spark a media frenzy and it'll spark loads of people on Twitter um, 
telling their stories about how it's made them depressed and the likes and things and they've, they've got obsessed with it and they make commit suicide and things because of the way Facebook's set up and that will then get the 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 people on board with when they take away Facebook and WhatsApp and leave us with maybe just Twitter that's just my belief that it's like it's we're easier to control on one platform so it's maybe a bit I don't know how you feel about that kind of thing but I think it plays into that whole sim symbolism and, you know, the, the stuff that we're seeing on a day-to-day -day basis from these people is it's a good tool to, to have as crit critical thinking, first of all, when you look at articles and you see what the, the agenda is at play. Um, and another thing I wanted to touch on that you said was when you were saying about like how you've only got 10 listeners, I'm sure you've got more than that, but you're not a threat to these people. And I say that too, you know, I'm talking about things that I, I do worry about, like, but I'm just little old me, so. Um, but I was going to ask, is there any people out there uh, for the listeners that are listening to our conversation that you believe are like controlled opposition that maybe are talking about spiritual al alchemy with a higher listenership that you feel are, you know, like a shell, you know what a shell is, like controlled opposition, someone that's, you know, like an Alex Jones, I would say, someone that, you know, you get hooked on listening to, but they're distracting you, they're keeping you subdued, you know, there are real conspiracies out there, but he's talking about, you know, making frogs gay and things, it's like ridiculous stuff that will keep you away from the real truth, and I'm asking you, if, do you know of anyone out there that's doing the same with your, you know, your spiritual alchemy? <laughs> I love that question, um, that's a really good question, and um, in fact, yes, I, let's just say this, this is what I tell my listeners, be very careful about who you listen to and who you follow. Um, I literally, so I myself do not listen to other people's alchemy. I do my own alchemy and that is the true alchemist. An alchemist is not somebody who follows somebody. They might take somebody else's process and apply it and see where it works and doesn't work. But a true alchemist is not going to go follow somebody else's process fully and completely. Why? Because we all have our own internal process, our own internal way of leaving our fingerprint in this world, our own way of walking through this world. We have our own unique structuring and light pattern and code and all that stuff. So we are similar, but we're not. We're unique in a lot of ways. So here's the deal. I kind of get pissed off because there's deeper wisdom here that I don't share. Obviously, I have my own stuff that I don't share with really anybody, except maybe my sister. <laughs> um, but there's a deeper alchemy that I have, and it's my medicine that I won't share with the public. I won't share with the masses. Those individuals that are doing that, and I'm not going to name drop because I think people can that are really, really truth seekers will know who's the ones that are misdirecting. I call it misdirection, yeah. basically, mm -hmm. where I've read, like I'll read books and I'm like, uh-uh, that's not even right. Like they're totally, like this right here is totally backwards and it's made that way to keep people in a loop, in a time, what I call time loops. And they don't know how to get out of it. Like the biggest one for me that they sell people on is abundance, okay? Uh, let's manifest everything, right? The secret, all these things, right? And people buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. And yet they're still not creating and manifesting what they want. And they're like, well, I don't get it. I'm trying to apply this, but it's not working for me. 
of course it's not working for you. It's not supposed to work for you. It's not your alchemy. It's their alchemy. They're the ones who are, are experiencing the abundance. They're the one because it's their alchemy and you're paying them all the money and all this and you're into their process and you're forgetting your own process and it's misdirecting you from your own personal alchemy. But here's the deal. People want the easy way out. And I talk about this from the matrix perspective, because I love the matrix, right? The matrix, like take this pill, that pill. People are like, want a magic pill. And I tell people, yeah, but look at Neo. He took the magic pill and that shit didn't provide anything easy. His whole life was harder after he took the pill. <laughs> it turned into a bigger mess, you know what I'm saying? So taking this pill doesn't lead you down this perfect, uh, oh, enlightenment, oh, no. It's a journey and it's, it's hard, and it's, but it takes you taking the journey for yourself. So I say be very, very careful. I literally don't watch anybody else's alchemy. I don't watch any kind of... I know Gaia has some stuff on there. People always tell me you should watch this person or that person. I'm like, no, because I don't want them to distort my alchemy. I don't want that. I need to understand my alchemy for myself and how it means, what it means to me. And then when, when certain things show up, for instance, the power of manifestation, things will show up as they're supposed to show up for me, right? That's, that's mastery. Mastery is just being okay and content in this moment and when something's supposed to happen and we feel a calling whatever magnetizes towards us is what we should be reading there are books that I read that have magnetized towards me that are my medicine but they may not be medicine for you they may not be medicine for someone else so anybody here's here's what I'll say anybody who's trying to get you to believe that their way is the right way the only way and the absolute way there's a problem there because nobody can know the absolute truth. The only thing that we can know is our truth, our truth and how we engage with the world. We can apply these processes that individuals talk about, but we can't shape a whole new paradigm and a whole new earth unless we remember who we are, we wake up, <laughs> and we start to work towards that so and it's 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 hard it's a big journey right it's not just um contemplation right it's not just thinking about it because we can like you and i could probably sit here and talk for a week straight and just get deeper and deeper and deeper we can contemplate it but are you experiencing it that's a whole other piece that's missing the experience of it how were you experiencing it? What something triggered in you? Tell me what, what you wanted to it, say. It was it was more like that. That is where I struggle. And I think I did say I commented on your, your show. The way you're talking right now is what I struggle with. To me, it all sounds too vague. And to someone who's been doing alchemy, they're probably like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, what does she mean though? What does like I'm I'm clueless and it and and I don't know if it is just me. Maybe the listeners are like, come on in, but I have always been like that. I'm quite uh I'm very, very laid back. Um I don't take note of how I'm feeling or I'm I'm very like withdrawn. I'm deep, but I'm also like so so see these like you know, my wife, she's tried to get me to do yoga and do meditation. Um, you know, I've been feeling a bit of, uh, under the weather the past month or so and, and I had a little bit of a uh, chest pains 
and uh, I was texting in one of my groups and someone told me to check my vitals. You know, you do the test where you sit and you, you count to whatever and and I've not done it yet. And that's the kind of thing that kind of sums me up. It's like anytime I've been given a course of a medicine to take, I'll I'll take it for a couple of days and I'll stop. I'm not at one with myself that way. I'm not in with my spiritual self at all. So I just go about my day-to-day -day business. If I go, I go to work like a zombie, I do my work, I come home and I just do what I've got to do. So this whole, like the, what you're talking about a lot on your show, I'm like, what does she mean? Like, is that look after your diet? Is that do some exercise? Like, or like you said at the start, it's everything. And I think that's why, and I'm hoping there's other people listening that are the same as me. Um, but I am intrigued because I do feel, I feel it myself that on the journey that I'm on looking at this dark stuff. And I feel like, although it's only been three, four years of looking at the conspiracy stuff, I have been doing it every day. Like literally probably in the four years, a good 85% of days I have been listening to podcasts, coming home, watching the odd documentary. And it, it, it does take its toll. And I've also really came to the conclusion, like I keep saying that once you realize the bigger picture, the deepest of the conspiracies and the control, who, who's in control of the world and things, is it a point that I'm getting to where I'm like, look, I should maybe just stop and just focus on going a different direction of looking after my health, looking after my spiritual health, my, my mentality and things and, and going that. So that's why, you know, talking to you in this show has come at a great time and it is something I'm interested in. So what I was going to ask you is, is, I've heard you talk a couple of times on your show, like, do you offer like your services, your knowledge? Do you help people um, do that? Because it's probably a good time to, you know, let that out there for any listeners as well. Sure. So I do, I do a personal one-on-one -on -one coaching with individuals and that is very a select few. Um, there's a process to do that because I, First of all, I don't charge what normal coaches would charge and I don't do it for to become rich. It's more of a, um, are people in a spiritual emergency? Are they trying to figure out what I hear you saying is, okay, I know this conspiracy, now what? Now I understand, I think I get it. I'm understanding now, what the hell do I do with all this stuff? I like, what's next? Um, so really I call it spiritual emergency or a, a, an opening where people are ready to take the next step. So I do coaching. Um, I do a discovery call with those individuals to see if it's a good fit. Because again, I don't want just anybody's energy in my field and vice versa. If it's a good fit, then we, we do that. Um, I'm coming out with on my Facebook, you go spirit and coffee, uh, spirit and coffee talk. And you'll see that um, I'm doing a, I'm, I'm calling it time management. All these terms sound so business and they're not at all. It's really alchemy of time and how to utilize time um, and what time is and how do we see time and all that. And then um, my course should be coming out probably in November. My course is going to be setting goals and achieving them, but really it's not about that either. It's more of like, how do you manage overwhelm? I go into the concept of time again, declarations, intentions, and milestones, and how to really live your life fully um, from your essence, from who you are. Um, and then the next thing that I'll be doing um, is a retreat, which will be happening in January. And I'll give you all that information if you want to share it, because I would love for anybody to be a part of, of the journey. Um, and 
Yeah, I think it's it's really important. I think people that are are on this journey, every let's just say this: anybody who continues on the path of conspiracy theory is going to end up at spiritual alchemy. That there's no other place to go. It's where you're going to end up. And when you end up there, you're going to say, "Okay, now what?" Because now you're going to understand how to sort of start living your life because you were living through the lens of theirs, right? You start waking up and going, oh, holy shit, I'm living their storyline. I'm living what they're telling me to live. I don't have to, I can choose differently. Now I can live my life and I can be okay because I know who I am. And so when it comes to health, um, which is really critical and embodiment, all of my courses are experiential. Um, so I know that you said it's kind of like, well, what is this thing? Or how, it just sounds very vague. It's because in order to go through an experiential process, you can be facilitated, can be facilitated and your medicine, I call it medicine is not your, like your wife's medicine is not your medicine. Yoga may not be, I don't do yoga. People always think because I talk spiritual, I should be a yoga instructor. I don't even, I love yoga, but my, my, this is me. I'm a warrior. I do Kung Fu. I want to go and swing swords and I have a lot of fire energy in me, you know, I want to be a warrior, you know, that's how I let out my energy. So your energy, your medicine is going to be different. And so we explore that even in coaching, we explore that, right? And I even offer that up to you just a discovery call, right? Just a discovery call yeah. to see that you know for having me on here as well and you're welcome to um i can give you the link to my um training as well that i'm having on the 11th you're more than well if you have time it might be you're at work yeah the, but, the time well, distance yeah the time difference is the killer you're seven hours behind so yes. but yeah thank you for that yeah yes you're you're welcome and all your your you know your listeners and your your followers the the one thing that i can say is that you're on the right track and that you will eventually end up at the point where you're in spiritual alchemy and so those individuals who are ready to look into that and take that next step um you know i would say i'm reading the emerald tablet that's what i'm reading on my podcast now the emerald tablet it's um uh the Emerald Tablet, uh, Spiritual Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Um, and so I'm reading that right now. Okay. Uh, and then you may want to look at like all the great people that you follow and type in alchemy next to their name and see what shows up because every one of them is an alchemist. Okay. Even the ones who are, the ones who are doing these sorcery. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've written down the stellar man the emerald tablet you gave me a couple the other uh, two days ago it was the enoch uh keys it's uh, the keys of the book of, yeah. of knowledge not yeah. it's not the book of enoch because people get this confused it's the keys of enoch um the the book of knowledge and the book of knowledge so it's about it. I think you can get it on Kindle for 10 bucks. My sister got it for cheap on Kindle, but it's like a $500 book if you get it okay. in, in the book, in the text. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's been great. Uh, this has been a great chat. Uh, I've really enjoyed it and it's given me a lot of food for thought. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So to sum it up, final, uh, tell the listeners where they can find you again. I'll put it up on the screen so that, you know, some of my listeners can share over because listen to Natalie, we're all on this journey together. We're all at different points, but you know, you've maybe already got there. You're maybe just at the start, but we all will end up 
realizing that we are important. We are more important than they want us to believe. You know, I, I think I, I had an intro for a podcast that I had a while back with a friend. And at the start, I wrote out this great one, of the, like a paragraph, and it was all about they want they want you to believe you're just a grain of sand going through like an endless space with endless opportunities so that we feel like we're just here for 80 years if we're lucky and we're gone and that's it so a lot of this stuff that's happening in our world who cares we'll be dead in 10 15 years time and that's not the case you're more important than they want you to believe so get on to natalie's podcast spirit and coffee on podbean follow her on instagram i'll post all that on the screen for you guys to see and uh, we should do this again sometime. Maybe we'll pick a, an episode, a, a conspiracy and we can delve into that and you can go for the alchemy side of things and I can do like the, the mainstream side of it. That would be cool. So thanks, Natalie. Like thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye, guys. Baram you. Baram you. To your dream, your wish, your plan be true. Shape be true, bar you.